and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centered, word-based and spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. You ready for the word tonight? I've been at the gym lately. Thank you. Thank you for the support. I really appreciate it. Yes. Uh, I have been on a journey to get fit, get healthy. Uh, I'm actually down, here we go, 25 kgs. Can you believe that? I've lost that over, so since 2018, just slowly lost it. There's more to go, but you know, we're, we're heading in the right direction. You know what I'm saying, right? We're moving the right way. And, um, and so my physio set me up uh, on, these, uh, on these health plans. And uh, I, I've, been, I've been working out. To be honest, my goal is to be like you, Sione. Uh, I'm just trying to, you know what I mean? And uh, I'm, just, I'm just making my way there. Making my way downtown. What is happening to me up here? Make me sing all these white songs, man. Oh, sorry, can I say that? I'm just too comfortable. Uh, all these beautiful songs. And uh, let's just look, let's let Pastor Brad see the, the morning service, the night service to say, hey, we lost the recording. Okay. Actually, speaking of Pastor Brad, can we honour your senior pastors really quickly? We love them, doing an incredible job. Pastor Brad is the most strategic, prayerful. Have you noticed he's always so calm? How is he so calm? He knows every book of the Bible back to front. He's like, Jace, have you read Habakkuk? Like, is that a Greek food? I don't know, but yes, I have. I will. I'll do it now. He's amazing. I love him. Pastor Brad and Ali, we honour you guys. So grateful for your leadership. Come on, one more time. Let's honour them and cover the multitudes of sins that we've just sung up here. Okay. So I'm at the gym, and uh, at the gym, uh, look, confession session, I am a very competitive person, okay? Uh, the people that are at the gym, they're not as competitive as I am. In fact, they don't know that they're in a competition with me. Um, but it's a very competitive atmosphere in the gym when I'm there. I'm that guy, I don't care if you're an uh, 80-year-old woman on a treadmill, right? If, if you're in the gym and I'm there too, it's war. And I've come to destroy you. And, uh, and so... She can be on there. I remember one time, this is the word of a lie, uh, there was a, a lovely lady uh, next to me on the treadmill and she was uh, walking at 5.5 kilometres. So I got up right next to her. You know, there's like a number of machines. I'm like, bro, I'm going to let you know I'm going to destroy you too. So I stood up right next to her, 5.8. 5.8, I'm just, I'm working it, you know what I'm saying? 5.8, going well. She goes to six. I'm like, <laughs> six, okay. 6.1, boom, all right? And so I'm just, I'm just rolling, just working it, right? Just working it, working the room, just making sure everyone knows, making sure she knows that I'm about to. Anyway, this gets into this cycle that becomes a problem. It literally got to the point where I was at 9.2. This is an unsustainable pace. And I'm about to die on this treadmill. Anyway, she finally gets off. And as she gets off, she doesn't realise, but I said, yes! She's like, what is wrong with you? I was like, you lose! She had no idea what I was talking about, but that's just, that's just the gym, right? That's just the gym. Literally, a few weeks ago, at the same gym, and this guy comes over, and he sits down on this machine called the leg extension machine. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Leg extension machine. Can I show you a little bit about what it's like? 
Leg extensions. He's out here. Check out my form. Mm, mm, mm. Back straight. Knees up. Zata. Now, did you see how bad that was? It's because I got really tight calves. Don't judge me. Thank you. Um, so this guy is sitting there pumping out these leg extensions. And I'm just thinking, wow, that's not impressive. I can do that. And so I walk over to the leg extension machine. And I'm talking about this guy's huge. This guy has muscle upon muscle. I mean, his deltoid looked like it had a heartbeat of its own. And this guy's pumping out these leg extensions and, and just looks like nothing's happening. So I think, you know what? If he can do it, well, so can I. So I sit down, have a look at the leg extension machine after he's left. I see 95 kilos. <laughs> 95 kilos? Buddy, five short of 100? Get out of here, right? I'm thinking, I can do this, no problem. I sit down, confident, full of faith for the task ahead of me. I sit down. <laughs> Thank you. You understand what I'm about to say. I sit down. And, and I, look, I've got to be honest with you. With everything inside of me. Like, with everything. With everything. I will push for. I mean, I was trying so hard. With every muscle, with every fibre, with every bit of energy that I had, I was going to get this thing out. I, I sat there and I started to push. This is what it looked like. I literally did not move that thing one centimetre. And can I be honest with you? If I um, pushed a little bit harder, I was close to pooping my pants. Uh, like, I need to be honest. It, it was close. Now, you told me the 5pm, I can be a bit loose, right? Is that okay? Okay, cool. All right. I'm just trying to be honest with you. Confession sessions, we're in church. I can't lie. It was, uh, it was a very dark day in my life. I remember seeing this, I remember walking past this guy. As I walked past him, I said, man, you are just built different. You're just built different. You are on a different level. You're on a different playing field. The way you function is just different to me. As I started to think about this guy, I'm like, you know what? Probably every area of our life would be different. His training regime would be different to mine. His outfit, which was a lack of a tank top, is very different to the outfits that I wear too. I, I was thinking about his eating plan. His eating plan would be very different to mine. He's not having a cheat meal at Hungry Jack's, whacking an ultimate double whopper, just for the LOLs, right? I mean, he, he's serious. I'm talking about chicken breast and broccoli, right? This guy is the real deal, and he was built different. And it made me think, you know what? As believers... We're built different too. I honestly felt when I was thinking about it, I felt God go, you're built different too. And I was like, God is in like 95 kilos. And he's like, no, 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 your faith, Jace. You're called for more. I've called you to be different. I've called you to be different to the world. I've called you to function different. I've called you to talk different. I've called you to live different. I've called you to operate different to the way of the world. In a world of convenience, God has called us to be committed. As believers in a world of self, God has called us to serve. In a world of take, God has called us to give. We've got a different mindset. We have a different attitude. We have a different spirit. So my question to you today is why do believers act so similar to the world today? Why can't we see the difference? Today, the message that I'm bringing to you tonight 
is to challenge you. It's to stir you. It's to help you to see the God call on your life that you have been set apart, that God has called you, that He's chosen you, that there is a purpose and a destiny for your life. Can I get an amen in this building? God has called you to be different. 1 Peter 2.9, the Bible says this, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. We are different. We've been called out and I actually believe in a season like this that we exist in today where there's so much political unrest, there's so much tension, there's so much tension on social media, there's so much going on in the world today. The only thing that will change the world is not a church that looks the same to the world. It's a church that lives different. It's a church that thinks different. It's a church that sounds different. It's a church that is different. God is calling us to be built different. You are built different. We're not from this earth. Sounds crazy, but the Bible says that our citizenship is in heaven. That's where we belong. That's our people. And so how we live, how we function, it's meant to be different to the way of the world. I want you to turn to someone and say, you are built different. You are built different. I believe that that's who God's raising up today. God is raising up a generation that prays different. God is raising up a generation that worships different. God is raising up a generation that sounds different, that hungers different, that, that, that lives with different convictions. God is raising up a generation unlike any other generation before. I'm so grateful for the incredible leaders. I'm so grateful for the incredible preachers. I'm so grateful for the incredible churches. But come on, there is a new generation that is rising up, young and old, male and female, black and white, right? God is raising up a generation of people that are built different. Ooh. I'm just a bit excited. I should sing some more of these songs before I preach, you know what I'm saying? It just, a bit of Coldplay gets the blood going. So if you're writing down notes, number one, first point, write this down. We think different. We think different. If you want to know some of the differences, let me talk to you about it. Number one, we think different. Everyone say Think. We think different. Romans 12, verse 2, the Bible says this, do not conform to the patterns of this world. There we go. That's what I'm trying to talk to you about today. Don't conform to the pattern of this world. Just because the pattern of this world is disappointment, don't conform to that. Just because the the pattern of this world's anxiety, don't conform to that. Just because it's depression, we don't need to conform to it. Just because it's frustration and disappointment and hurt doesn't mean we need to conform to it. Bible's saying don't conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So we think different. We think different. This is where it starts. The Bible says that we have the mind of Christ. For those who are believers, we have the mind of Christ. This means that we don't think the way the world thinks. We think with a different mindset. Like, just pause for a second. With all the stuff that's going on in your life, do you know that you can approach it with the thoughts of Jesus? You you have the mind of Christ. When we accept Christ into our heart, we accept His mind as well. We have the mind of Christ. 
What we need to do is we need to change our perspective. We need to see things with a different perspective. We need to see things the way Jesus sees them, the way God sees them. I remember when I was younger, I used to live in this apartment. And I would look up at this apartment. It used to be so big in my mind. Like, like anyone know what I'm talking about? Like when you were in, in primary school, have you gone back to your primary school and gone, yo, was it really this small? Anyone know what I'm talking about? Is, it like, is, this, is this really where we, is this, is this all there is? Is that all there is? What is happening to me? Karen, you need to, I don't know what's happening. You've left this anointing up here. I'm just going to sing the whole way through. Is that all there is? It's just the same. I'll never forget looking up at this apartment going, whoa, it's so big. And when you get in a plane, ever playing that game, find your house? You try to find your house and you can't find your house because it's so small. So something that on the ground looks so big, but in the air looks so small. Have a think about this. The building hasn't changed. The size hasn't grown. Nothing shifted. The only thing that changed was your perspective. It's because when we have a change of perspective, we start to see things differently. I wanna encourage you today, see your trial with a new perspective. See your marriage with a new perspective. Oh, see your boss, hello, with a new perspective. See your in-laws with a new perspective. I love my in-laws, so I don't need to see them in a new perspective. I'm just saying, see people, see your friends with a new perspective. Because what looks big to you now looks small to God. What looks dead to you now is just being birthed in God. What looks broken to you looks like potential to God. We need a God perspective. Love what it says in Colossians 3. One to two, the Bible says, since then you've been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above uh, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Catch this. Set your minds on things above. Set your minds on things above. Lift your perspective. Set your mind on things a bit higher. Get so bogged down in what's happening down here, the frustration and the disappointment. God's trying to say, yo, we think different. Get a different perspective. The first time I ever caught a plane, I was shocked. Get in this plane, and it was a rainy day in Sydney, and we're flying out of this cloudy, rainy day. And you gotta remember, like, I'm, I, I took a, my first flight was like later on in my life, so 18 years old. So I'm looking around like, oh my gosh, we're on a plane, like, oh wow, clouds, ah! Right, just so excited. And we go up into the sky, because that's what planes do. Um, and, True, true. Can I get an amen right now? And so we're going up in the sky. And as we, we, we kind of crack into this cloud, and, and there's rain, like I can see the rain falling, and I can see this grey cloud over the city, and we crack through this cloud. As we get through the cloud, it's sunny up there. I'm like, has anyone seen this? Like the sun shines above the clouds. Now, for some of you, like, duh. Okay, we understand that. But I was shocked because all I've known is clouds equal rain. I didn't know that there was a sun on the other side of it. And so as we cracked through the clouds, as we got a little bit higher, 
as we changed our perspective, as we got a little bit further, as we moved up a little bit and got a different perspective, all of a sudden things started to clear up. I came to tell you today, you need to get a higher perspective. You need to get a bigger perspective. You need to come up a little bit and get heaven's perspective on things. You need to get a God perspective. When we get a God's perspective, we start to see things differently. We see relationships differently. We see our trials differently. We see our circumstances differently. We see our jobs differently. Hey, we see the church differently. We need to get a new perspective. Point number two, can we keep moving? Are you alive? Number one, we think different. Number two, we sound different. We sound different. We're built different. As believers, those who are in Christ, we, we function different. Number one, we think different. Our thoughts are different. The way we think, our perspective, that's different. But number two, we sound different. We sound different. We don't sound like the world. We sound different. There's a different sound that comes out of our life. Ephesians 4, 29, it says this, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. The way I like to read it is in the uh, MMV the Mendes mum version. <laughs> Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. I just believe that that's what my mum has told me many times before. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Can I ask you a question? Does the stuff that comes out of your mouth benefit those who listen? I mean, it's basic. But does what you say help the people around you? The Bible says this, that your words, your tongue has the power of life and death. So, so let me ask you this. Do your words bring people to life or does it put people to death? Are you speaking life over people? Are you speaking purpose over people? Are you speaking encouragement over people? Are we speaking vision over people? Or are we just like the world letting unwholesome talk come out of our mouth? Oi, I'm guilty. There's, there's another, another um, version of it says, um, don't let any careless words come out of your mouth. Oh my goodness, the amount of careless words that have come out of my mouth, like today? This is a, this is a challenge. But God's trying to remind you, hey, as believers, we sound different. We sound different to the way of the world. You know, I've, I've spoken to so many Christians in my life. And there's a, there's a specific type of Christian I like to call called the Eeyore Christian. Anyone know Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh? You know, you know what I'm talking about, right? Eeyore is like, mmm. That's Eeyore. Mm. He told, hey man, how you going? Mm, yeah, mm. I'm okay. Mm. Yeah, it's been a hard week. Been busy. Mm, uh. <laughs> Anyone know what I'm talking about? Z, you know what I'm talking about, right? Maddie Z, you guys, yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah, oh, yeah. Hey, how's, how's kids? How's having kids? Oh, yeah, it's hard. Mm. Everything's so sad. It's like, bro, hey, Jesus came to give life and life to the full. Wake up, bro. Have a bit of joy about you. Anyone know what I'm talking about? Sounds so depressed. Why does your marriage sound like it's falling apart? Hey, like, like, celebrate being married. Yeah. Celebrate having kids. Yeah. Celebrate being in church. Celebrate your work, even if it's hard. Don't get me wrong. Of course, marriage has its challenges. Having kids is hard. Uh, two nights ago, uh, my, my wife took my one-year-old 
to, to hospital at three in the morning. Like, I'm not like, hey, Jesus, thank you. <laughs> of course, I get it. It's hard. Life is hard. Things are tough. But can I tell you something? The joy of the Lord is my strength. Joy is going to be on my lips. Life is going to be on my lips. We shouldn't sound like the rest of the world. <laughs> we sound different. Sound different. When the sound of this world is division, the sound of the church must be unity. When the sound of this world is hate, love must be on our lips. When the sound of this world is gossip, our words must overflow with honour. When the sound of this world is slander, we must choose to encourage one another. When the sound of this world is fear, the message we must preach is faith. When the sound of this world is anxiety, we must speak peace. When the sound of this world is depression, the song from her mouth must be joy. When the sound of this world is suicide, we must declare life and life in abundance. The sound of the world is not the sound of the church. We must sound different. Do you believe that? Matthew 15, 10, Jesus says, Jesus called the crowd to him and said, listen and understand, what goes into someone's mouth does not defile them, but what comes out of their mouth, that is what defiles them. That's wild, right? Because the, the Jews in that time believed that what you would eat, in fact, to this day still believe that, what you eat is the thing that cuts you off from God. You would eat certain food and it would separate you from God. Jesus rocks up to the party. He's like, yo, 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 you got it all wrong. It's not about what goes in. It's about what comes out. <laughs> What's coming out of your mouth? What are the things that we're saying? What do we sound like? Now, I want you to think about something. If I was to get an olive and squeeze it out, what comes out of that is olive oil. If I was to get a grape and squeeze that, what comes out? Yeah, juice. Yeah, I heard someone say grapes. Uh, yeah, okay, kind of, maybe, No. Grape juice, yeah, but that, that, the value of that is, is found in, in wine. So, so the value of these things comes out in the crushing. It comes out in the pressing. So when olives are crushed, oil comes out. When grapes are pressed and crushed, wine comes out. And so I was singing about this the other day. Your truest value is not found when you're crushing life. Hey, man, how you going? Oh, crushing it, bro. You know what I'm saying? Hey, how's things? You guys good? Crushing it, man. How's work? Crushing it, bro. How's the fam? Crushing them. <laughs> okay, that's weird. Don't crush it. Crushing it. This is like such a shy thing. Hey, bro. Yeah, crushing it, bro. <laughs> crushing it, bro. Down to, the, down to the beach, bro. It's so choppy out there. I'm trying to connect with you guys, right? So choppy. Oh, the waves. Me and my board. <laughs> Me and my boogie board. Just crushing out there, bro, crushing it. See, the, the true value in your life is not found when you're crushing life, but it's when life is crushing you. It's when life is crushing you. It's when the pressure's on. It's when things are pressed. But my question to you is this, what comes out of your life? Is it complaining? Is it frustration? Is it whinging? Is it attitude? Is it bitterness? Is it disappointment? Is it hurt? Is it anger? Can we be real? Is that okay? Yeah. Or is what comes out of your life praise? Is what comes out of your life worship? 
is what comes out of your life. Thank you, Jesus. Is what comes out of your life encouragement because it's in the crushing that we find our truest value. Who we really are is the thing that comes out of our life. Can I tell you something? We sound different. What comes out of our mouth should not be whinging, complaining, frustrated. Don't get me wrong, we need, we need to have people in our life that we can be real with. I'm not saying be fake, I'm not saying that at all. But can I tell you, when the pressures of life come down on you, when things get hard, when things get frustrated, frustrating, when your wife tells you, hey, we gotta go take our baby to, to the hospital at 3, and, uh, 3 a.m. in the morning, the thing that's out of my mouth is not, God, why? No, the thing that is, God, we thank you, we love you, you're in control, you're the healer, you're the provider, we know that you're a good father, Father, we know that you hold all things together for good, God. We love you. We honour you. That's the thing that comes out of our lives. Number one, we think different. Number two, we sound different. Number three, we live different. If I can get the band to join me. We live different. We think different. We sound different. We live different. Can you say that with me today? One, two, three. We think different. We sound different and we live different. I want you to get it in your spirit one more time. We think different, we sound different, and we live different. Why? Because we're built different. We're built different. We're built different. We don't live the same way the world does. We live different. John 17 verse 14, the Bible says this, I've given them your word and the world has hated them. This is Jesus in reference to the disciples. For they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. We've heard this before. We're to be in the world, but not of the world. We're in it. We live here. We function here. But we're not from here. We're not of this place. I don't mean this to sound fairy and weird and I'm not going to whack you with a flag like, ah. I'm just saying, we're, we're not off this world. I'll give, I'll give you an example. Me growing up, like I'm, I'm a Middle Eastern born, Australian raised, Sri Lankan with a Portuguese last name. Talk about identity issues. Who am I? I'm up here singing Coldplay to you. Like I, I, I grew up wondering like, it, who am I? What, what, what is this? How does this work? It's like I'm out at like curry functions with all my curry family. And then I'm like at school, like all my skatey friends. Like, like what is going on? Like even in high school, I was that guy who was like in all the different groups. You know how like at schools, it gets like clicky. Yeah, all the footy boys hang out. And all of like our Islander friends hang out with like the untuned guitar. They're all singing like, you know, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. And then you got Tim Biasetto with all of his crew and they're all like singing emo songs and skating and they're like, wow, choppy, bro. And then you got Maddie, Maddie Green with all these friends that love chemistry and they're just all like, I'm joking. I'm talking about me and my friends. We love chemistry and maths. We're like, oh, like, like playing games with calculators. Like, so we were just like, I was like, where do I fit in? Because like, I love that music. I love playing football. But I actually like, I 
deep down, like a little bit of Blink-182, you know what I'm saying, right? So I'm hanging out with you guys, and I'm hanging out with these guys because I love chemistry. I'm genuinely good at maths, you know what I mean? I want to hang out with you too. It's like, where do I belong? Where do I fit? I, I, this is how confusing it got. I remember one year at, in primary school, it was superhero day. And all these kids, like one kid came as Superman, one kid came as Batman, one girl came as Wonder Woman. You know who I came as? Nelly the Rapper. <laughs> For real, I, don't, I kid you not. I rocked up with big silver, silver baggy Sean John jeans. And like I had the Band-Aid and everything. <laughs> Pray for me, man, honestly. Identity issues. Like in the world, trying to fit in. And like that's a picture of believers sometimes. We're like, I'm trying to fit in. I'm trying to, under pressure, I'm trying to fit into what you're saying. I'm trying to do what you're doing. I mean, you have these convictions about this and I have these convictions about this and I'm just unsure. I'm not sure where to be. I'm trying to fit in. God's trying to say, yo, you're not off the world. You might be in it, but you're not off it. You're meant to live different. You're meant to think different. You're meant to sound different. You're meant to live different. You are built different. So why are we living like the rest of the world? We're different. We're different. I love what D.L. Moody says. He says these Christians should live in the world, but not be filled with it. A ship, a ship lives in the water, but if the water gets into the ship, she goes to the bottom. So Christians may live in the world, but if the world gets into them, they sink. A ship can literally sit in oceans and oceans and oceans of water, but the moment a little bit of water gets inside of it, the boat's done. And that's a picture of faith. The moment a bit of the world gets inside of us, all of a sudden things start to shake. All of, all of a sudden things start to go down, things start to go under. You need to understand today, church, you're called to live different. You're called to be different. You're called to think different. You're called to sound different. You're called to not live the way the world lives. Can, can I get real? Can I get into your Netflix account for a second? Can, can I encourage you? Like, what are you putting into your life? Is that, is that okay? Can we, can we go here? All right. What are you, what, what are the, what's the stuff that you're watching, that you're letting into your world that's changing how you think? My dad would always say this, whatever goes in, must come out. Whatever goes in, must come out. The, the truth of that is this. Whatever you put into your life comes out of your life. If you're putting negativity in your life, guess what's coming out? If you're putting doubt into your life, guess what's coming out? If you're putting lust into your life, well, guess what's coming out? If you're putting anger into your life, well, guess what's coming out? If you're listening to music that's degrading women, well, guess what's coming out of your life? But flip it around. If you put worship in your life, guess what comes out? If you put a bit of prayer in your life, guess what comes out? If you put some Word into your life, guess what comes out? If you put some Scripture into your life, guess what comes out? Because whatever goes in must come out. What are we putting into our lives? What are we filling ourselves with? God is trying to call you to a higher standard. God is calling you to a higher level. God is calling you to change the way you think, change the way you sound, change the way you speak, change the way you act. It's time for a generation to rise up, to go, hey, I'm built different. I don't live the way the world lives. I am built different. Come on, why do you stand across this place? I feel God's presence in this place today.
Jesus. We ask for your presence to move in this place. God, we ask you to come and fill this room. Jesus, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. You know, 1 Peter 2, the Bible says, rid yourself of malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, slander. Hebrews 12 says, throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so entangles you. Ephesians 4 says, put off your old self. Matthew 5 says, if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. Galatians 2 says, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that live, but it's Christ who lives in me. I really believe that in this place, there are, there are people here today and you haven't got your life right with God. And you know that God has got more for your life. The Bible says that there is a purpose and a plan for every person here. God has called you, He's anointed you. There's a plan and purpose for your life. And for some of you today, Jesus is calling you home again. He's saying, I've called you, I've given you purpose. There is destiny over your life. And in this room, before we move on to the next part, I wanna give people an opportunity to respond to Jesus. So with every head bowed, every eye closed in this place, if you say, Jace, I need to give my life to Jesus tonight. He's calling me to live different. That's you in this place. You say, would you pray a prayer for me, Jace? I'm gonna pray for you right where you stand. I'm just gonna ask you to lift your hand and I'm gonna pray a prayer for you and pray a prayer with you. And in this moment, you're gonna recognise, man, I'm a sinner, I've made mistakes, but today I'm choosing to follow Jesus. If that's you today, could you just shoot your hand up right where you stand so I know who I'm praying for? You're saying, Jace, I wanna give my life to Jesus. Yeah, awesome, I see my man right here on the side. Anyone else? I just want you to shoot your hand up. Anyone else say, yeah, I need to give my life to Jesus today. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I see your hand in the middle. Anyone else? Yeah, I see your hand in the back. You say, I've got to give my life to Jesus. I need to start fresh again. I need to commit to Him. I need to turn from my old ways and give my life to Jesus. Anyone else? I want to join a few of my friends that have lifted their hands today. Awesome. We're going to pray a prayer. And all of us are going to pray this prayer. And this prayer just recognises that we're sinners, made mistakes, but today we're choosing to follow Jesus. So I just want you to repeat this prayer after me. Those who lifted your hands, just mean this with your heart. Say this, say, Dear Jesus, I thank You for dying on the cross for me. Today, I recognise that I'm a sinner. I've made mistakes. I've fallen short of Your glory. But today I choose to turn to You, to make You the Lord and the Saviour of my life. Thank You for forgiving me. Thank You for dying for me. In Your mighty Name I pray. Come on, and everyone said, Amen. Amen, come on, why don't we celebrate the few of you that lifted your hands. That's amazing. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.